Welcome to the Sports and Torts Podcast, your go-to podcast for entertaining conversations on sports, law, and business. This podcast is powered by the J. Stein Law Firm, a personal injury law firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And now, here is your host, Joshua Stein. Podcast number 50 for the one and only J. Stein Law Firm. <laughs> See, Do we're getting thing, off to a baby. great start. What's up, everybody? As my man, uh, Mark Aston just said, this is Milestone Day today. It's a milestone episode of Sports and Torts, episode number 50. Man, that's it's pretty cool to me. Uh, I started out saying I was going to do five of these episodes, um, but we're at 50. We're having fun. People are still listening, which I appreciate. People are engaged with the topics. I've got great people like you willing to come on. So, you know, let's just keep keep going. Um you know, Mark, I play podcaster on this on this show, but you are a real life man of the business. You are a, <laughs> you're a voice actor. Uh, you've all heard him all over Cobb County. He is the current public address announcer for our hometown, East Cobb based Walton High School Raiders, calling our football games, basketball games, lacrosse games. I've heard your voice in sporting events from the Rose Bowl to Auburn, and most importantly, right now, you are one of twelve finalists after a nationwide search for the next. Atlanta Braves, Truist Park, PA announcer. My man, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, congratulations on the number 50. Thank you. I'm honored to be part of the uh, the big celebration I today. just want to be like you one day. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to get to. Well, oh, thanks for having goodness. me over to your house. Thank you. Uh, I'm a little nervous because like, you got this great, beautiful voice, and um, I still talk too fast sometimes. No. And, you, you have know, a great I'm, voice. I'm still trying to get Yours there. works. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. Um, so anyway, introduce yourself. People that don't know you, everybody around here at Cobb County does, but those who don't, introduce yourself, family, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Mark Aston. I grew up in Columbus, Georgia. I graduated from high school, Hardaway High School, uh, went to Auburn uh, University, played football there. Uh, gosh, played football at Auburn, graduated. Uh, actually, it's funny, people ask me, when did you start announcing? I literally, uh, a friend of mine ran the wrestling organization, their, their family did in Columbus, Georgia. It was uh, the National Wrestling Alliance back then and World Championship Wrestling. And they needed someone to fill in as an announcer. And I grew up pretending like I was an announcer. So uh, I was the guy that said, ladies and gentlemen, this match will be one fall. So did that, graduated. I, 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 we talked about you doing that. I said, Mark, I'm sorry. This is going to be a whole hour podcast on announcing, I love it. on announcing wrestling. So I'm fighting the urge and temptation to go down that road. Yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. That's where your start was. So yeah. Go. So I, I started doing that, uh, obviously pretending at home when I was a kid. I used to pretend like I was the Braves announcer when I was a kid because there's a, a legendary announcer named Marshall Mann who passed away, and then uh, the next gentleman who just recently passed away last summer, uh, Casey Motter, took over for him. So I've only heard of two Braves announcers uh, in my lifetime. Uh, but I went to Auburn, uh, played football, played a little bit of football there. Uh, they you were, were there in the early 80s. Those are I got those, there. Those are some good years. I was there. Auburn. Pat Dye's first year uh, was my freshman year. And then a, a guy from Bessemer, Alabama, named Vincent Edward Jackson, I think most people Maybe call him. Maybe somebody's heard of him. Yeah, Bo. I think they call him Bo now. And uh, he showed up my sophomore year and kind of changed the whole landscape of Auburn football. But, so you uh, were an uh, offensive tackle? I was, okay. right, right tackle. Yeah. So I think that any success that Bo Jackson ever had in his career has got to be due well, to you, right? from me doing a great job in practice, not so much on <laughs> <laughs> preparing him for games. So, so is, is he what everybody says, just a freak athlete, just once of a lifetime kind of guy? A freak athlete, but you know, more than that, I think he, he's a great father. He's a great, uh, just a great guy, great friend. 
I see him every year. I do the uh, Bow Bikes Bama event. Saw that picture on your Facebook page. Yeah. Right? yeah. I do that every year. He raises, he's raised, I know, over a million dollars for the uh, Governor's Emergency Relief Fund for the state of Alabama, which is great. A bunch of old teammates get get back together uh, for that. He invites, you know, a certain number of us to come back. And I've done it every year. So it's a lot of fun since I've been back, you know, from California. But getting back to it a little bit, <clears throat> graduated from Auburn, lived in Atlanta for a few years, moved out to L.A. to pursue the, the whole voiceover career. Uh, got married, loved the lovely Lori. We call her L squared. Lucky Lori. Lucky Lori. Uh, met Lori. Uh, I settled down. Uh, she helped guide me and keep me out of trouble. I uh, had two great boys, uh, Taylor, uh, who's now a junior at Auburn and uh, Andrew, who's a junior at Walton high school. And, uh, I said, Hey, you know, kind of back up for a second. I said, Hey, I love what's going on with our kids right now. It'd be so much better if you were at home more. Because uh, she was working for CBS television, just killing it. She was doing great in sales. Uh, she goes, all right, well, where do you want to move? And Georgia came up, and we moved. And fast forward to back where we were a second ago, moved here. Greatest decision ever. She loves it. She found a, an empty lot. One of our friends introduced to us to a real estate guy named Hicks Melanson. Hicks, he was so patient. He showed us about 40 houses and one empty lot. And at the end of the second day, my wife goes, can you show us that empty lot again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the grass looks like it's going to be good. <clears throat> so we talked about the empty lot. We went back to California. We made a deal. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you know, who built a house next door to us? Brands, yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, Jamie and Mark live right next door. So it's a great neighborhood. And it's. I love having my, my kids are extremely happy. My wife's happy. It's, it's a great area. I grew up in East Cobb. I don't know if you knew that. I went to Walton High School. Oh, so I, you know, we, we moved back here. You're 15 minutes from Truist Park now, right? So it's I, I, literally if your I hometown. Had to, I could walk. You could walk, yeah. Walk to work. Both kids played sports at Walton. And that, is that where you first got into doing the public address announcing for it, school? It actually is. I, uh, I was in the stands and i was listening to a uh, a football game because you know hey friday night lights georgia my wife had never experienced that before and uh Lori and i are talking she goes you should you know see if they ever need an announcer you can fill in for them or when the guy retires you know i'm like i'll, I'll ask you never know how, how long somebody wants to keep that job well literally i think two years after we moved here uh i was talking to somebody that said hey if, if you want to you know announce we know you do some voiceover work we've heard some of your work before because i do a bunch of stuff for auburn uh, put your name in the hat. So literally, I get called on a Saturday from a couple guys, and uh, w- one of my uh, good buddies—I won't say his name because he'll say, "What'd you bring my name up on your podcast for?" Brent. That's all I'll say is Brent. Anyway, hey Brent. Hey Brent. What's up, Brent? Uh, he uh, he said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm sitting at home. We're doing some stuff." He goes, "Come over. Uh, they want to hear you announce the uh, eighth grade football game." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Well, the the the." original varsity guy that you've heard do games uh he wants to stop doing it and wants to see if maybe you'll step in so i ran over uh, drove over there really quick you know i'm like three minutes from walton they handed me the roster and had a spotter in there and there you go the rest is history now you know i'm the guy on friday nights i i don't think i've been to a game where i didn't associate your voice with it oh right right and and you've always been so kind to me my law firm has, has been involved as a sponsor at walton and you always give me the best shout out to anybody i, I think my favorite line is like if there's an interception or a, a fumble recovery i'll say something and i had it written down but it was something like that takeaway is sponsored by the j stein law firm if someone takes something away from you and you want it back Call Josh Stein. So perfect. It's so perfect. <laughs> Something like that. So I'll, I, I, some games I don't get to, and I'll get 15 text messages. Oh, and one's it. like, oh, Martin just said this. It's great. <laughs> so do you know Josh Lebo? Does that name ring a bell? Do you I know? do know Josh. Yeah. yeah. So on our fifth grade 
football team last year, he was the announcer. And he's got a good personality and that sure, kind of stuff. Funny. And so he's funny as could be. And so I was up there doing spotting for him. Um, just we don't know what we're doing, but we're just having fun. And so <laughs> no football. Yeah. And so uh, he said, he said, this fourth quarter is brought to you by the Jay Stein Law Firm. If you slip and fall, who do you call? Joshy. <laughs> And to this day, <laughs> all the kids on that team, on Graham's team, you slip and they, they, fall. they call me that. Yeah, if you slip and fall, do you call Joshy? That's awesome. So it was really good. But back, back to doing the work, like what's the preparation like when you're going and calling this high school you know, football game or lacrosse or basketball? I mean, what do, what do you do to get ready to do, do the I First thing I do is try to get the rosters. Uh, I, I check in with Coach Bruner, who's the head football coach. I'll check in with uh, uh, Coach Griffin Spots, who's the head lacrosse coach. I'll check in with uh, Bo Abney or uh, Matt Kelcherborn. Who I started doing basketball this year. I'll check in with them, get me the starters this week if they know them. Uh, I'll try to get the starters uh, and the rosters from the visiting team. A lot of times coaches will provide that. Otherwise, you email the school. And I just, I'm, my name is Mark Aston. It's an easy name to say, but some, for reasons, some people screw it up. They'll add an H and call me Ashton, or they'll add a U and an I and call me Austin. It's Mark Aston, M A R K A S T O N. But there's a lot of different names in Cobb County, there's a lot of different names everywhere. So I, I try to make it a point to say, hey, give me enunciations because I don't like screwing people's names up. So I do that and, you know, I just practice it. I'll talk to the coaches before the game starts and ask them, hey, who, in case there's a pile up, you know, who generally makes, who makes the who lead the tackle. Who the numbers look out for. So or, do you have some like go-to calls for different sports that you're particularly fond of, like after an interception or a touchdown or something like that? No, you know, I don't try to make it about me. I, I try to make it about the, the kids. So, you know, if uh, this is how, if you want to hear like a, an example sure. of a f- football game. So I'll say, uh, uh, Heck Linsky in at quarterback for the Raiders, Macari Bonneford in the backfield, Hunter Teal wide right, third and eight Raiders or, you know, I'll say something like that. And right. then after, then you got to be quiet. And then after he throws, there's a catch. I'll say, uh, the, the reset, uh, the, the pass is complete to number nine hundred Teal. So sometimes there's certain names I'll, I'll stretch out. So reception, uh, the 18 yard reception by Hunter Teal. First and 10 Raiders, you know, things like that. And the, the team's been good the last couple of years, and these names you're ticking off, they're in your brain because you call them so much. It's funny. I didn't realize I'd learn the names of the kids so, so quickly. Well. But you're, yeah. like you said, you're saying it a lot. And I'll run them to them after games. Hey, I, you know, it's amazing how many of the kids down there actually hear you. You think, I hope you're concentrating more on the game. Most coaches don't hear you during the game. Like I had one of the coaches walk up to me and said, hey, I know you're doing a great job because everybody's telling me, but I just want you to know, I don't hear anything you say during the game. I'm like, great. I hope you don't. The kids are listening for their names. I think that. And, well, and, and, if, and, if, and if they make a tackle and their number doesn't get called, by God, they know it. Hey, I was on, in on that tackle. Come on. Stop made by number seven, Ashton Woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So being a, a voiceover actor, okay, um, and all that entails, I mean, I, I think I told you, I just Google what the definition was. Um, I'd love to hear kind of what you say. Like, this is what voiceover actors do. Uh, I think voiceover actors, uh, you get a script, you read it, you want to understand the script. Uh, there's a, a, one of my coaches in Los Angeles a long time ago told me, you have to connect with the script. You have to understand the message and pick one person that you're speaking to. You're not speaking to 50,000 people in their car. You're talking, if I send a message and it's about uh, a personal injury message or if it's about uh, something exciting I want and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to d- deliver this message to Josh. And that's where I go, you know, about Six Flags or about, I was the voice of Medieval Times for a little while. 
And I'm thinking, okay, I want to talk to Dana about how much fun it is to take your kids to medieval times and grab, put your hands in that food and eat it. And so that's the message for her. Now, hopefully it connects with all the moms out there. Hey, that'd be a lot of fun when you take our kids to that. Right, right. So and you mentioned Dana. Uh, you know, she has aspirations of being a voiceover actor. That is, that's like her thing. Um, she's pretty. She's got a good voice too. You've got a fantastic voice. She's got a pretty good Dana voice too. Dana has a great voice. Yeah, I like uh, Dana Stein. So, how does someone get into? I mean, how did you get started? Were you? Were you I know the, the the wrestling, but clearly you had some sort of. You recognize your voice was was powerful and strong at some age. So, how do you get into something like this? Uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I literally started taking classes. Uh, and the first thing I was told, I went and saw a, a dialect coach first because when I first moved there, I had a s- strong Georgia accent. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that doesn't play well in Hollywood unless they want it. So I moved out there. I, I w- was friends with some actors and I met some people pretty quickly. I told them what I wanted to do. They recommended some great teachers, uh, which I went and saw and spent some time with. And then they recommended me to an agent. The guy's name is Don Pitts. Don Pitts was Remember Casey Case, may he rest in peace. Top he 40 K- countdown, right? American top 40. I'm Casey Case. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Don was my first uh, agent. And ironically, my very first audition was for a contact lens product. I forgot the name of it. Shame on me. But my role was going to be for a quarterback, and they wanted a southern quarterback. So I spent all this time losing my accent then when I, when I went in, they said, all right, do your uh, Southern accent. Of course, that came out naturally and booked it. Booked my first audition, first job, radio spot. I still remember it, doing the, uh, the audition and the spot. And it's funny, I didn't book anything else for like six months. I'm like, that's pretty easy. And then I'm like, uh, wow. So the dream was move to Los Angeles, get in the business, you hire an agent, all that kind of stuff. Correct. Yep. Quite the process. Yeah, I imagine. I was, uh, I was on, you want to get in the union too. So I was on a movie set. Uh, I was an extra. I was like a, a, a guy who played a cameraman on the show called uh, Volcano. It was Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche, who just recently passed away. And I told everybody that I was in a movie and I co-starred with Tommy Lee Jones. There you go. He's say, right now, he's on a podcast saying, I was in this movie one Tommy time. Tommy Lee. And <laughs> with, with Mark Acid. So, uh because you got to get your SAG card. You know, yeah, you gotta get, got it, get, got yeah. it, got it. Do you know John Crisodora? His, his, his boy plays football. He's, on, he's Graham's age. I know the name. You'll be calling his name in three, four, five years making tackles. So what's his name? Luca Crisodora is the son. John is his dad. Stop um, me by number... 10, I think he's number 10. Number 10, Luca Crisodoro. Crisodoro, that's right. So he, he was on General Hospital. Oh, he was? John was, yeah. He, was, uh, he went to Los Angeles. He did the whole thing. Uh, the nice. part he played was Deputy Sparks. Deputy the, Sparks. Yeah. So we found all his old YouTube clips. It's amazing. So when you're when you're calling Luca's name about five years from now, I'll remember that. Three, four, five years from now, just remember that. Uh, I was on Coach too, by the way. Oh, really? Remember Coach? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, that was uh, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson and uh, Van Dyke uh, Luther. He played the name. He, the character was Luther, his little sidekick in that. Uh, were you there as an actor or? I, I was an extra. Okay. Uh, and I. I had this one character, I, I was Gerber, and we went to uh, Buffalo Billy's. Uh, Luther went to Buffalo Billy's and got a bunch of free wings for the Orlando Breakers. Free wings. And the, the storyline goes that we all ate them, and they were kind of, you don't eat medium rare chicken wings. And we ate them, we all got sick, and I'm kind of a featured extra. It's pretty funny. 
we got to go do some some digging and find no, it on YouTube. It's, it's out there. Yeah. So I did do some digging on you. You know, the internet got all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh no. Uh, and so I was I was I was learning about how your voice has been described over the years. So I'm gonna throw some words at you that I found, and you tell me, you know, what you think about that, how you how your voice relates to that. So number number one that I think is powerful. Powerful. Six flags. More flags, more fun. Is that powerful? <laughs> how about edgy? There's been a murder in Springfield. Is that edgy? <laughs> That's edgy. So that that, <laughs> that that was actually a bold and beautiful promo I did on CBS television. I did promos for a few of the uh, soap operas for about I think about six months. So to me, it sounds like sitting in a movie theater and the promo, the trailer comes on. You know, there's a murder in Springfield. Right. All right, uh, uplifting. CBS Friday. It's an all-new Big Bang Theory. Is that, is that, a, is that comedic? <laughs> I'm very uplifted to Big Bang. <laughs> uplifting. Right. Uh, uh, bold and powerful are kind of the same. I like these two. Hypnotic and mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Follow the light. Do not be scared. How's that? Is that mesmerizing enough? I'm mesmerized. Mark asked mes- mesmerization thing, whatever. I like this one too. Barry White. Yeah, what's up? What's up, guys? We're going. Go ahead. Interrupt we're going to the club. So good. I like how Roxy. you can. I like how you can just transition from one. You know, Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy. Oh, he's amazing. Me, him and my daughter Isabella. He's our favorite. Oh. Mean, we we actually watched a monologue this morning of him on Saturday Night Live when he kept bouncing back from like Brian to Stewie to Quagmire. I mean. He, he's the guy's a genius. What's the skill set that allows someone like him and you, I just saw you do it, to bounce from voice to voice like so quickly? I don't know. Just something you just but I knew have. that I could write a book and sell it maybe. I, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to pretend like I was a disc jockey on the radio in Columbus. And I think uh, I started watching a guy named Rich Little, who's now passed away. And he was on a, I forget the show, maybe Laughing or something like that. And uh, gosh, I, I think I just just came out started doing voices and I used to imitate teachers at school and get in trouble and I can imitate the way they walk, the way they talk, their expressions. So I, I don't know. I'm just a 12 year old in a grown up body. I, I love it. I love it. All right. Now I, I also got to include the Jesse Ventura WWF stuff. Um, you really did a little bit of the, of introducing the ring, but I want to hear a full call from WWF or, or some sort of wrestling. All right. This is uh, back in the Columbus municipal auditorium. Ladies and gentlemen, this match will be one fall. Introducing first, from Charlotte, North Carolina, he is a five. This is going way back, by the way. He's like the 16-time world champion. This is when he was the five. Yeah. He is a five-time world heavyweight champion from Charlotte, North Carolina, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. It's got me ready to see him. (laughs) He's got the music coming down. And and I'll tell tell you about Ric Flair. One of the nicest, most gentle people you ever meet. And he's, he's back in. He's doing a bunch of promotions and stuff. And me and a bunch of buddies, we walk around like we're Ric Flair. I won't do that now on the podcast because I walk around and act like I'm Ric Flair and everything. But, the, uh, the nature boy. His, his, the gifs about him uh, you know, on the phones for text messages are the best. His internet search history. His, him and Macho Man, I can watch their interviews. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, get over here, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. That's good. I can, I can sense you do that. You're a wrestling guy, too, I can sense. Oh, I, I can, are you kidding me? Was, uh, Fred Ward Promotions and 1028 Front Avenue in Columbus, Georgia, every Saturday. They were one of the last wrestling promotions that actually did live TV. 
It was from four to five. I'd watch Soul Train from three to four. Then I'd watch wrestling from four to five. Great. Yep. Now wrestling's on like five nights a week. Oh, like it's yeah. and it's kind of diluted and whatever. But it's still it's still fun. You can pick it up. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, you can pick it up where you lost last saw it like five years ago, and you know exactly what the storyline. That's is. funny. Yeah. So you're you're still working as is and doing this stuff, obviously. So do you have a like a home setup? You have equipment here. People want to hire you to do something. Like you can just plug in and do it. I have a studio upstairs. Uh, I have a few clients I I do stuff for now. There's a. A group, if you want me to share those with you, I can certainly tell you. There's a group that produces all this video board content and all the content uh, for Auburn Sports. Auburn has a really, really well-followed and well-played social media uh, strategy. And it's called War Eagle Productions. They send me scripts, and I read them. I narrate stuff for the video board. I don't know if you've been to uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium, but Auburn has this video board. It's about... I think it's about 60 feet high and about 100 and some odd feet wide. It's, it's, it's the largest video board in college football, maybe in the country. And uh, it's, it's cool to be in the stands and all of a sudden you, you hear, you know, this is the Yellowwood starting lineup for your Auburn Tigers. And it's booming. And, and it's me. You, and that's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says starting at quarterback. And then, the, you know, you don't annou- I don't announce uh, the players' names. I just do the position and then show the kids. But – I do stuff for Warrior Productions. They send me stuff. I may get 10 scripts in a month, and I may get two. I might not get anything. It depends what they're producing. And then there's the Auburn Sports Network that's under a division of Playfly Sports. And Playfly, I do anything and everything on the radio. Uh, any broadcast I do, sometimes ESPN will ask them to produce something like a scene setter. Uh, so it's uh, baseball, basketball, football, uh, women's volleyball, uh, gymnastics, uh, women's soccer. Uh, they send me scripts. I read them. I've got the studio upstairs. Read that. Uh, I edit as much as I can. But since they're producing it with music and their announcers that are actually doing the radio play-by-play, then uh, I send them what they need. So it's really is as simple as that. Someone someone wants to have you you know, do, do your work, and they send you the script. You do it here. Sh- boom, send it right back, and they got a. Yeah, professionally, professional product. The internet is amazing. Because you used to have to go to studios. Like I, when I first broke into the business out in Los Angeles, I, I rode around uh, one day in a limo with a guy named Don LaFontaine. And he was like the first guy that ever said, you know, in the world, one man. He was that guy. Because he was actually an editor and he used to write the scripts for trailers. And somebody literally didn't show up one day. So he jumped in and did it, and I rode around with him. We went from studio to studio. And at the end of his career, he, he, he wound up having a health, health issue, and unfortunately, he passed away. He was a super, super nice guy. But you'd have to go to all these different studios all day, and he had a limo because he didn't have to worry about parking a car because time's money. Sure. And I think we made, I can't remember how many stops, but I asked him how often he did it. He said, looked at me, goes, every day. I said, what advice do you have? He goes, you be the best Mark Aston you can be, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That's good. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, the technology, the internet, the access, like, that I can just roll over here to your house with a briefcase, a couple uh, microphones, recorder, and an internet connection. And yeah, like, but you got the hair and makeup ladies over here. Please. You got your uh, grips. Don't. You guys keep it down over there. Please don't give away my secrets. It's got like 19 people that walked in the house. I just hope they don't eat all the food, drink all the coffee. They just have to be quiet so that they don't get picked up on the microphone. They're going to be quiet job. out there. Hey, cool. You guys are doing a great job. Y'all be quiet out there. So, uh, Hugh Freeze at Auburn, are we thinking he's going to put it in the right direction? I hope he does. Every I haven't actually met him yet. I'll go down for one of the A-Club. I usually invite Letterman to come back to meet like new head coaches and things like that. Uh, everything I've heard, 
he's working his tail off. Uh, he's on the recruiting trail. He's been on the uh, transfer portal. Uh, he's bringing uh, back to Auburn what Auburn needs. And we had a little blip, and we won't even talk about that blip. We have a, uh, a good friend of mine who's a big Auburn fan, and I've been kidding him the last couple of years that Auburn's a basketball school now. Now, you're bigger than me. I love Bruce you're, you're, Pearl. You're bigger than me, so I'm not going to say that to you, but I say it to him. He's like, no, we'll be back with Hugh Freeze. We're still a football team. So that, that's wow. the joke I have with him right now. No, and deservedly so. I think we say we're an everything school uh, because gymnastics is so great. Equestrian is great. Swimming and diving is great. But the reality is, in today's world, basketball drives everything. You've got, you can bring in $100, $150 million because your basketball, your football program. Basketball's not going to bring in as much. If Nick Saban, people talk about how much Nick makes and how much Kirby makes. If you looked at how much they get paid and you looked at the amount of money they generate for their schools, they are low paid sales commission guys. I mean, because like, so let's say they're making, let's just, just throw out the number a million dollars a month. You go, that's a lot of money. Do they really deserve it? Well, if they're bringing 150 or 108 or 200 million dollars to their school, you tell me. Because if you in the real world, if you went, I shouldn't say world, I should, outside of sports, if you went and sold cars or real estate or whatever, what percentage would you, you know, do the math? They, yeah. Those guys work their time. I've got a lot I've of friends read that are plenty coaches. of reports about, you know, the economic impact that Saban's had on the state of Alabama, Tuscaloosa, just people now, and Auburn too, and people just coming, you know, wanting to come to this university. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, all right. Auburn is, is one of your one of the things you do. You're passionate about that. Can you make anything sound cool? Like if I were to tell you, hey, uh, it's Tuesday and Dana went to Publix for tacos. Like, could, could you make that sound? It's Tuesday and Dana just went to Publix. Today she's going to purchase some tacos. <laughs> or I could go, it's Tuesday. Dana is on her way to Publix. I wonder, are you wondering, will she buy tacos? <laughs> Now I need, back to the studio. Back to the studio. Yeah, I need you. I need you following like her. Or like in my law firm, like like if I get a call and uh, Melissa, you know, calls me. She says, "Hey, there's a potential new client on the phone. His name is Jim. He got in a car wreck. He wants to talk to you. Like, how, how would you lay that up to me?" Gosh, I don't know. How do you want it? Uh, Josh, line seven, potential car accident victim. <laughs> victim like, a, like a trail. You dog. might go, Mark, enough of that. That's so good. All right. So it, the, the, the current event for you um, is applying to become the next public address announcer for the Atlanta Braves. And I know that there's been a nationwide search that was conducted and I don't know exactly when or how you got involved, but they're down to 12 finalists, which is amazing. 12 finalists. 12 Thank finalists. Um, so I'm really super proud of you just for that. Thank and you. And you should be proud of yourself. There's Thank you There's a lot of people out there that I'm sure want that job. Um, so back it back up. Tell us like when they when they started looking for somebody, how you found out about it, what you've been doing you know, so far. So a buddy of mine uh, who, uh, Andrew, my youngest, who's now a junior at Walton, I think we were in the, gosh, probably – third, fourth, fifth grade, something like that, doing East Marietta basketball. I used to sit next to this guy named Larry Haber. I'd keep the book and he'd keep the clock. And uh, Larry's, he's got his own business here in East Cobb. He's a great guy. And he's got a son who plays uh, at Walton Baseball right now. He literally, excuse me, Larry sent me a message through LinkedIn and said, "Head, say, hey, there's an opening for the Braves PA announcer. I think you should apply. No one called me about it except Larry. And then my buddy Patrick, who owns a Righteous Q Barbecue also reached out to me and they happened to know each other, which is kind of odd. It's like, hey, because Patrick's a big Braves fan. He's got season tickets and Larry and Matthew and their, their family, they go to the games. So I went on, I applied, 
you, you had to send in a resume. You had to do a, uh, an audio file from a, an audition little thing they sent. You did a video. I think I did like a 30 or 45 second video. Andrew took his iPhone. We went downstairs and I've got a bunch of brave memorabilia uh, on the wall. And we used that as a background and did a quick 30 second little deal. Uh, turned it in and thought, well, let's see what happens. And then I know some, you know, obviously Mark next door, he knows a lot of folks. And I know some other people. So I had a couple of people call on my behalf uh, and just to try to find out because they didn't really give a lot of information out. Uh, but maybe they're just trying to keep it a secret and not tell about what their strategy was. So I turned that in and hoped and you just get this, you know, hey, thanks for applying message. That's all you How get. long ago was this? This is, uh, I sent that back in December actually. Okay. Uh, and then I get a call about, hey, we'd like to invite you to do a, a, a Teams call with uh, Scott Brooks. I think you know Scott. I think you guys have coached sports together. Uh, Scott Cunningham, who's like one of the bosses over there. And then a, a, a new lady who's uh, part of this whole game day experience. I'm like, perfect. I've done a million teams calls since, you know, COVID happened. So I'm on there and went, just talked. And I was just, you know, who are you? Tell us, some, tell us about yourself. And yeah. it was probably like a 15 or 20 minute interview. And I said, okay, great. Thanks. I will be in touch. And then like literally, I think the next day I got a little message saying, hey, you did a great job. Uh, we've been, it's funny how it starts off. Uh, great job. We have a lot of people applying. Uh, with that being said, we'd like to invite you for the next round. Nice. It's not nice. like, hey, congratulations. Here's a golden ticket. Right. You're going to be on the next American Idol. No, nothing like that at all. So they, they sent me a, a little list. Hey, when's the best time for you? I gave them the time and they said, hey, uh, come by Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday, February 3rd, I believe was the, uh, the time. Coming Truist, by down at Truist Park. Truist Park. Yeah. Uh, here's your call time. Uh, we're going to take some headshots. We're going to do a couple videos. And uh, be prepared to uh, read, you know, they read, sit, they read sit from the press you in box. The, in the, quote, the chair? It was the chair. It was the actual the chair. Microphone, the microphone. The Voices over. The, the view. Entire, the, the, the view. It was all on. And you, I could sort of hear an echoing and stuff like that. Now, you are a huge sports fan, obviously. Love um, sports. I mean, it's you're as genuine as they come in terms of being involved in love sports. This has got to be a pretty big dream for you to be sitting right there and be like, oh, my God, I'm. I'm applying for this job. You know, I, I'm really excited about it, but I don't think I, I just took in the moment as here's an audition. Here's something I really, really want. I've done so many of these auditions and I feel really comfortable in the press box because of, you know, doing football, uh, basketball, you're actually on the floor and lacrosse. So I wasn't overwhelmed by it. Uh, I think I really prepared for it. Uh, it, generally in an audition, they kind of go through everything with you ahead of time. This was kind of a faster pace. Uh, and after watching it, I realized that I read the script and, and, and I said, I, I read the guy's name that was actually on the script. But after I left, I realized his name's not David, it's Travis. Uh, dark, and then, no. Yes. And I watched it and then, you know, they're talking about me and uh, the guy Otis, I think from these, uh, 94, 94, nine, the bull. I think he said something about, uh, well, he looks like a, a public dress announcer, if that's worth anything. And then somebody said, oh, you can tell he's a professional. He's got a great voice. Go through all this stuff. And then Eddie Perez, after I said, David Darnote, and that's literally I, I read. And maybe I was expected to, I don't know, correct it. But I'm not well-versed on what was on the script. I literally saw it and then started reading it. Uh, so I think that was kind of my little blip there. But I listen, if, if, if I get the job and I'm certainly – Hoping and uh, 
praying that you know if that's what I'm supposed to be doing next, that that's what I'm doing. But you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into every game, even because you asked earlier. I, I do a lot of preparation before basketball games, lacrosse games, things like that. If I'm lucky enough to get this job, I will be so prepared. And I'll never make it about me. I don't make it about me. I will make it about the the, the fan experience. When you and your family are there, when you feel, man, that, that was a fun game. And yeah, that new announcer, he's really good. He's really good. But it's not like about, oh, listen to Mark Aston. It's me. <laughs> no, it's now padding. Number 13, you know, like that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the the uh, uh, it was a YouTube video that was put out with the 12 finalists and the three judges. It was Eddie Perez, it was Paul Bird, and the guy who sings the national anthem, Tim Miller. Or Tim, they got to pack in like 12 finalists into 15 or 16 minutes. They've got to do all. So right. everybody only gets like 30 or 45 seconds. And I'm, I'm wanting more from people, right? Like we only heard one or two calls. So give me an example. Like like what, what other, how, how, when the audition, what other things were you saying, other names you were calling out? Playing center field. Number 23, Michael Harris II. Batting fourth, playing third base. Number 27, Austin Riley. Batting fifth, playing first base. Number 28, Matt Olson. And batting sixth and catching, number 16, Travis Darno. And Travis is his name, not David. I enjoyed listening to the reading of those four. It got me ready for baseball season. Like, let's go. Let's, let's go. Do it. April 5th, opening day. So the the, the job is at like Truist Park. at Truist Park. So it's it's that's what you just read would have been like announcing the starting lineup, one through nine. And then got each it. time they come to bat, it's again, right? Right. And then pitching changes and any substitutions. Now in the game for the Braves at first base, you know, like that. The pr- the prior guy who was doing this job, do you know him? Uh, well, the very first guy I'd ever known was Marshall Mann. And he used to drive like 45 minutes to the ballpark. He was replaced by a guy named Casey Motter. Unfortunately, he died of a heart attack in his sleep last summer. And that's why the job's open. But he, I thought Casey was phenomenal. He was a great talent. Uh, but I never met either one of them. I was fans of both of them, but never met them. Hey, I've seen a lot of social media coverage with all this and, uh, announcements and just so is, is it a big social media campaign fans get involved like what what's the current status of that it's my understanding uh fan engagement is part of it uh there's a whole committee because i got a little bit of feedback and, and they they give you very little feedback because it's i guess it's the way they kind of keep it a mystery uh but it's my understanding that the 17th through the 20th they're gonna turn it open to fan voting so I've had all these, I was at a lacrosse game the other night. Andrew had a game the other night and everybody's like, I just voted for you. I liked it. I shared it. I voted for you. And hey, thank you for doing that because we're building some momentum here. But there's no one, no votes actually count yet. So that's going to happen. I think between after the 20th, they're going to narrow it down to the top three. And hopefully I will be in that top three and get a chance to earn this coveted spot it'd be awesome so if people listening that know you and now if they didn't know you before they know you now because from hearing you uh, uh today so right now today's date's february 9th this will be pushed out in the next couple of days um certainly before february 17th the idea is just sharing on social media commenting on posts all of the above facebook like, instagram i mean is it all over the place like share instagram twitter facebook uh the atlanta chop live uh there's that, that website they're putting everything else on uh, if, and if you know anybody for the Braves, call them up and tell them what a great guy I am and say, Hey, he needs to be the next public address announcer for your 
Atlanta Braves. Yeah, he's a hometown guy. He's, he's got you know, 15 my, minutes from the park. park. My daughter always says, you say, uh, like, share, and comment. Like, share, and comment. That's what you tell the kids to do in order to... <laughs> listen to Uncle Josh. <laughs> uh, and because you, you've got YouTube pages people can listen to. There's a hashtag, a hashtag voice of... of uh, if you just do a search, just look up. It's all one word. Voice of Mark Aston. I have a bunch of commercials that I've done, a bunch of my Auburn stuff that I've done. Uh, I did a, a, a spec spot. Oh, just just check it out. There's some pretty. You, you can see my uh, the the versatility of Mark Aston. We'll we'll drop a link into this so that people can can know where to find it. And then if they just do it, you said chop uh, Atlanta Braves chop live. I think it was. Um, we'll, we'll make sure we've got all that up there. And you you know I've heard your voice do this for probably four years because you recorded the walk-ups for Graham's team and when he was right. Logan's team. So, so, Dana came over here. Yeah, so, so let's hear it. Uh, now batting number two, Graham Stein. Now batting number two, Graham Stein. And I hear, <laughs> which was his walk-up song. Uh, all right, 21, Logan Moran. Now batting, what's his position? We got to do it right here. So the kids, they we, we don't they put positions in there because it did change every time. But you can say that he's uh, you can say he's pitching. Now batting the pitcher, number twenty one, Logan Moran. It's great. I, I heard hope it. Mark and Jamie like that. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> we've been hearing we've been hearing it for years and years and years. Who would have thought from doing some East Cobb baseball uh, walk up songs uh, we'd be here today? But does it isn't that how it works? Isn't that kind of how life works? You throw a bunch of good stuff out in the universe and hopefully. I mean, do good things for good people. You didn't ask for anything in return for doing that. No, you didn't no. ask for anything. You know, I was happy they let me do it. Yeah, and and you know, for literally for four years we have been listening to it. It just sounds so good. And you and you know, uh, you've worked for some big companies too. I mean, CBS, MTV, ESPN, Fox, Entertainment right. Networks, companies, Ford, Pepsi, Disney, Walmart, Miller. Like these aren't small mom and pop things. Lucky, do some auditions and they uh, call you and say, "Hey, you got the gig. Let's go." I was with the William Morris agency after I left uh, uh, Don Pitts, and uh, they actually got me some. If, if you're with a big agency, I think you get access to bigger potential scripts. Uh, I was the voice of a. It was a new cell phone that came out, and it was the Nokia. I'm not even sure if they even do phones anymore. It was the Nokia N-Gage, and they came out, and I just thought I did a tagline. I thought I'd be in and out. That thing went for two years. They kept doing, you know what a lift is, and they pull a line that you've read, and it was the Nokia N-Gage. I didn't know what MP3 was. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about what I was reading, but I was pretending like I did, and it was this phone where you could actually – engage with someone else near you and you couldn't be too far away it's not like the kids can do now but it was like engage anyone anywhere i want to buy a phone <laughs> I, tell you, I want to go buy a, i want to go buy a nokia razor flip phone or it, and it was one of those little flip phone things exactly and uh i mean you, you just never know you throw it out there and it's funny because i did the audition let's just say i did it in january i got a call from my agent eric seastrand at the time at william morris william morris endeavor now and uh He's like, hey, what are you doing? I said, I, I, whatever I was doing. He goes, hey, you remember that uh, phone thing you did? I think it's called Engage. I'm like, that was like three months ago. What happened? He goes, you had a call back. He goes, I'm pretty sure it's between you and one other guy. I'm like, let's go. I said, what do they like about it? Because I, 90 days ago, he said, I'm going to send you a little clip and you'll listen to it. So I was told after the reason I got hired Besides, you know, they liked the, 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 the bulk of the read was because of the engage anyone, anywhere. 
And they use that thing. We won't get into the financials of it, but they use that thing. I can't even tell you how many times they lifted it and they put it on new spots. Even when I didn't read the body of the the, the, the commercial, they used, that mine, little clip. I was the tag. Yeah. Engaging. Which was fun. So maybe less than 10 words. And, yeah, that, but, and that grew. I'm, I'm saying what they grabbed. They grabbed that. I never had to read it again. So that's fun when you get those. Yeah. Mailbox money. It, it just it just lives on into <laughs> perpetuity, right? Yeah, that went on for about two years. That's great. And then I, I, I wound up leaving William Morris, and now the guy that represents me now, his name's Mike Soliday. And Mike has kind of scaled back his his uh, uh, VO agency business, but he and I were actually on the phone earlier today. So if anybody wants to find me, you can either reach out to me directly or my agent, Mike Soliday. It's probably best to reach out to you, and then we... Well, yeah, we can give you all the information from them. Um, without, all right, I'm gonna. This is, my, this is available this, for hire. <laughs> this is my favorite one of the reads that you did because it's one of my favorite shows. I'm not afraid to say it. This week on Survivor, the final four celebration turns ugly when one castaway's rage divides the camp. It's going to be really scary. Find out who gets banished to Exile Island this week on Survivor. Now, see. Don't get banished to Exile Island. I told you. <laughs> Do they still have Exile when I Island? When I found that clip, I said, my God, I heard his voice a thousand times doing that because that was my guilty pleasure. That's like, awesome. I mean, Survivor's still on, but that was the one reality show that I just always enjoyed. I think I I did a couple Survivors, but they had a lot of different voices. Yeah. So I was like one of them. Uh, and I did, I can't even remember all the different promos and stuff I did, but I wasn't the guy. I was one of the guys. Well, which is fun. Which is which is great. Which is great. Well, I, I I enjoyed kind of peeking around the internet, finding things. We could do this for hours. We don't need to. But I would encourage people to type your name in, go to the YouTube page, go to Shinger stuff because they'll find some good things. Uh, the Rose Bowl. I mentioned your involvement in the Rose Bowl right. before we wrap up because a, a lot of the listeners um, are familiar with the Rose Bowl. Georgia. I'm a big George football fan, obviously. Maybe you heard we won two national championships in a row. I don't know if you heard Georgia that. Georgia Bulldogs have won back-to-back national championships. <laughs> so Go we to play- Dick's Sporting Goods and get your gear now. <laughs> hey, listen, full disclosure, I grew up in Columbus, Georgia. I was a huge Georgia fan as a kid. And then when it came time to get recruited to play football, I visited Georgia. I visited Auburn. I went and visited Georgia Tech. Auburn, Georgia didn't actually offer me, which I was fine with. Uh, the two big schools came down to Tech and Auburn and a bunch of small schools. So I lo- I'm i not one of those guys that hates Georgia. I got g- great family friends I've had forever. They're big Georgia guys. So don't lump me in with those guys. All right, all right. No, well, uh, well, hey, well, wait. Pat Dye Field is named after a Georgia grad. That's true. And Vince, Vince Dooley, Dooley Field at Georgia is named after an Auburn guy. Yep. May he rest in peace. I have no problem with Auburn. I got tons of good friends uh, that went to Auburn. But what were you saying? Um, I'm sorry. I was saying that Georgia played in the Rose Bowl five years ago, which one of the top five greatest college football games, in my opinion, ever. Um, so what was your involvement with the Rose Bowl? Okay, so a really good friend of mine was the inside guy. He was the guy that said, you know, welcome to the, inside the Rose Bowl. I was the guy when you walked up. Now, it, pro- it was just for UCLA games and, and other events that they wanted me to. I was, I was the guy that said, pre-recorded, you're walking up, and it's on a loop. Welcome to the world-famous Rose Bowl. Today's game features the Bruins and the visiting Oregon Beaver, Oregon State Beavers or Oregon Ducks or USC Trojans or whatever, uh, as you enter the stadium and, and you gave directions, the larger numbers are to the right. You know, So I was that guy. And then when you walked out, I'd say, thanks for visiting the Rose Bowl and supporting UCLA Athletics or UCLA Football, whatever it was. And then if you walked into, uh, I'm sure you knew Pauley Pavilion where John Wooden, the great, won all those championships. It was my voice that as you were walking up, you walked out of the parking deck, you walked up to Pauley, all those banners were hanging, it said, 
Welcome to Welcome to Polly Pavilion, the home of Nell and John Wooden Court. Tonight's game, for, you know, so I was that guy. And then I would do special uh, videos for them. And actually, uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is Coach Wooden, uh, may he rest in peace, he had tons and tons of requests to make appearances. So instead of giving someone a script to read every time uh, they were, he would give a talk, he'd walk in with a DVD or the video operations director, uh, my buddy Ken Norris, who wound up hiring me to do all this stuff for UCLA, he'd give a DVD, they'd get it to the event. So there'd be a video with, you know, basically a nice introduction, a little five-minute introduction of Coach John Wooden. And I was the one that narrated it. There you go. So anytime Coach went anywhere, and that was it, and that's kind of cool. I need to go through those and find those. Your voice is all over the country, all (laughs) over different walks of life. It's great. I want to be the next public address announcer for your Atlanta Braves. I want Please to- like it. Please share it. Tell everybody that you know. I want you to be the next public address announcer for Atlanta Braves too. So I can hear you at Walton. I can hear you at you know, Truist. I can hear you all over the place. So we're going to obviously post this so people can listen, hear more about you. Everybody listening, I will send out where on social media to go and like and share and comment and all that kind of stuff. Let's get this train rolling. Let's, let's go, get, baby. Let's get my man over to Truist Park. The so. 17th through the 20th is around the corner. We, we need to make that top three. Make that top three. And then, and then from there, they said with the top three, what you do after that? I, you know, I haven't told us. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. If anybody out there knows, please call me. <laughs> Josh has my number. I love it. That's a good point, though. If people do hear this and like, oh, man, that guy'd be perfect for for this. Uh, you would like to hire me to read a commercial for you for a radio spot or for your outgoing voice message or something on your online. Call me. Mark loves doing voiceovers and you send me the scripts. I don't produce the spot. What I do is I read it and you send it to somebody who produce it. You want to give there's your, kids that can produce that. Do you want to give your number out or how do you mean to tell them to contact you? I can if right. you want. Okay. So if you're listening and you, you heard Mark, you want him to read something for your business or some sort of a commercial or do anything where his voice can just inspire people to use whatever it is that you're, uh, whatever your product or business is, he's available. So Mark, how do they find you? How do you reach out to you? Uh, you can uh, call me. The best thing to do is uh, call my number or text my number at 310-422-0051. That's 310-422-0051. Or you can reach out to me via email at mark.aston at sbcglobal.net. That's mark.aston at sbcglobal.net. Perfect. All right. Reach out to him. Get him, get, get him. get your business booming with the booming voice of Mark Aston. You can have one of the 12 finalists from the Atlanta Braves public address announcer search to talk about your business. <laughs> <laughs> Even that sounds good. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. All right, this is great, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Uh, you're a gem of a man. And oh, I, you I, are too. I appreciate sitting down and, and, and learning more about you. And off camera, we're going to do a lot of more wrestling talk. Maybe oh. we'll do a separate podcast. We, we, I, I can do the Ric Flair stuff. But hey, congrats again on the 50th uh, show. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And thank you all for listening out there that got me to 50. Frankly, if after five people were like, eh, not very good, don't really care, not interested, I probably would have stopped. But that's not the reception I got. So here we are. And cheers to another 50. We'll get to 100. Like and share sports and torts. There you go. All right. Thank you all for listening. As always, until next time, keep chopping.